This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. Hello, good evening and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Week. My name's Dan Fudge and with me tonight I've got Stevie, Blair, John and Simon. I nearly forgot your name then, my apologies. Uh, (laughs) It's it's been a long week, it's been a long week. And uh, as you can tell now, I've started to get my voice back and uh, the, the phlegm. Is, uh, is getting a bit thicker, which means I'm on the mend, right? That means it's good, right? When the snot goes less watery. That's the thing, isn't it? I don't know. Any road. Last night, Sheffield were Sheffield. Sheffield Wednesday were uh, eventual losers against Plymouth Argyle, leaving us third in the table, missing a chance to leapfrog them in the table. And, um, and on Saturday, we also had a game against uh, the Vale, a quite robust Port Vale team. Robbie Williams's big... Uh, well, he was on the radio today talking about Port Vale like he goes every week or something like that, but I don't think he's been in about 30 years. But any road, uh, Simon, I'll come to you first. Um, Port Vale set out their, their game plan quite, you know, like I said before, quite robust. Uh, you know, uh, we did well to break them down, didn't we? Yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting game uh, set in a, uh, in a football ground which had an allotment as a football pitch. Mm-hmm. Um you, we thought they'd. I went down. We thought they'd overwatered it at first. We had a lot of rain Friday night, and when the ball was bouncing, something was bouncing up with it, which we thought was water, which then turned out to be Brighton. Not even Brighton Beach, because Brighton Beach is all pebbles, isn't it? It was yeah. more Cleethorpe's Beach. I've not seen a pitch like it, and and it played into their hands. It was very difficult to play football. Uh, and uh, we ground out a result, which I would say last year we wouldn't have got that result. We probably would have been drawn or or even lost that game. We tend to say that a lot, actually, now. There's definitely been a change in mentality in terms of pushing forward and, and, and things like that, John. I mean... You know, do you feel do you feel that we've got a bit of a change in in attitude, or do you reckon there's just a bit more quality there? A bit of both, I think. Dan, I think that, that there is a change in attitude. I think um, 
uh, had more time to sort of work on address some of the weak weaknesses, uh, both in the close season with the signings and then on the on the training pitch, and obviously the the addition of the of the players that we've brought in this season um, have helped us sort of overcome some of us frailties. Uh, not all, because they're still there, as we'll come on to later on. But they, um, yeah, we. St- we're still struggling a bit with the depth at the back, but um, yeah, when you go to places like Port Vale, uh, it looks quite a big pitch as well. I don't know. To say they brought it in as well, they brought the lines in, but it still looked quite a big pitch. But as um, Simon said, it looked quite a poor pitch as well. Very patched up in places, not much room for uh, slick passing and that, were they? But uh, I think, um, yeah, I think it was an illustration of how we have improved in terms of game management, where that game might have filtered out to a draw who might have got sucker punched in it. But um, but then again, did we really look like we are going to score until Will Volks popped his world in? I'm not too sure. So It was, but, a, uh, it was yeah. a hell of a goal, wasn't it, Blair? Like, oh, I, 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 thought he t- I thought he took it really well, didn't he? Yeah, it was an unbelievable goal. Um, it, it's like, it, it rode a challenge and hit it the first time together. It was like, never seen it like it really. And, it was it was like what he was attempting the game before, wasn't he? You know, yeah. we saw we saw a few strikes, about three or four, didn't we, for in, in the in the previous game. So there was a, there was an opportunity there to try and make one count, right? It was like more of a curler, wasn't it? As well, it was mm. like he just put his foot through it. Like I loved it. it Popper lift, bend, it was, it was fantastic. And the the away limbs, as they say on Twitter these days, was a <laughs> was a good sound. I think one of one of the best sounds I've heard all season. They proper. But when you when you score in one of them games where you think oh we can't see it coming today, it's getting frustrating. You just that euphoria is even bigger in it. And I it, thought it I was a it's... game of blocked shots all the way through. We we seem to have a lot of attempts which were blocked, and and um, Wilkes had a shot blocked which then I think hmm. fell to Vol. Yeah. Mm. And, and as it came across, because we were like. Oh, you know, it's another another one's been blocked, and then as it was coming over, I think most of us thought it was either going wide, or the keeper would get a hand to it, and it literally dropped over the keeper and went in. And there was a, it was almost like he scored, and then Marie went mental, and it was shock more than anything. There is a delay, like, isn't there? And it hits the back of the net, and mm. then you hear the crowd. Yeah, it didn't look goal bound. It really did not look goal bound, and we were behind the goal, and it didn't look like it was going in. And then you saw the net flutter, and it was just pandemonium. Then I, I do completely agree with you, though, Simon. I think last season that would have been like a Shrewsbury. Yeah, uh, they, they would have wound us up big time. We would have started flapping. Arms would have started flapping up and stuff. Bannon would have started getting face on, and then they would have scored a corner. 100%. Get his face on. I, I've not <laughs> get his face on in a while. Um, <laughs> Now, Steve, they weren't going to come back into it, were they? I mean, that that was pretty much it. Once once the goals once the goals gone in, there was only one team going to come out outright winners in that one, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I thought Saturday, given the game and the the pitch, the circumstances, and everything that's been said, I thought Saturday was outstanding. I thought we were brilliant, not in terms of the the quality of football that we played, but going. In the circumstances that they were going to, to to Port Vale on that pitch, which was a joke, uh, I don't know if anybody else noticed it, but at half time, I think their right back picked up a chunk of the pitch and literally dropped it. 
as if somebody taken a shovel to the pitch and you know sort of re- re- replaced it. It was it was terrible. Uh, it was an absolute death trap, and you can't play football on pitches like that. And for that reason, the fact that we stuck to task. Um, I thought Will Volks arrived in a Wednesday shirt on Saturday. I thought that was his best best performance for me. Uh, I thought Hennigan, and I've been a critic of Hennigan's. I thought Hennigan was outstanding. Um, I had no issue with uh, the selection. I said last week I thought he was going to play Wilkes, and he did. All right, it was enforced in terms of Gregory's injury, but um, I think he'd, he'd have probably made that change anyway. I think that was the kind of game where you put Wilkes in and say, right, we're going to give you a start and see how things are going. Um, I thought to a man, we stuck to task. We did what we needed to do. And once the goal had gone in, um, there was only going to be one winner. I thought, I thought, given everything that, you know, everything that played out on Saturday, I thought we were relatively comfortable. At five o'clock on Saturday, let's be right, I thought, given that, like we said, that's the kind of game that you you draw last season or potentially lose, we might have turned a corner and, you know, we wake up Sunday morning, everybody's buzzing and we're talking about Tuesday night as if to say, you know, we could go top of the league on Tuesday if we beat Plymouth. Well, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get there. So, uh, not even for the truck. <laughs> eventually, uh, Sheffield Wednesday came out 1-0 winners against uh, a really difficult Port Vale team that didn't turn up to play football on that day. And uh, I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember, but before rubber crumb was a thing when you played five-a-side football at what used to be the pits, if I remember rightly, and not power league as it's probably called now. Uh, they used to put, they used to smash it full of sand. So I can imagine the players taking their boots off and just emptying half a ton of sand on the mum's uh, on the mum's mat when they uh, when they got back. I remember it was them like days. They'd put sand down and soil down, and then gone to B and Q and bought some turf. <laughs> and there was no connection between the the inch of turf. And underneath, there was no connection at all. So that lump that Steve was talking about, I think Marvin Johnson had sort of chucked that up at some point um, in a tackle. And we saw it just sort of laid there as this, this dirty lump. It was it was like Maybe your sex had, had had the, the <laughs> lawn laid and then never watered it during a, a really shitty summer. You know, it, it was... It was mad. That pitch was shot. I've never seen a pitch like it. Never seen it like pitch. Even the school playing fields up at Comp are better than that, Dan. <laughs> yeah, well, but mind you, we never got to play on them up at the Comp. We used to get on that plateau and just run round it in a yellow vest. That was <laughs> that, that's what we used to have to do back in the back in the early nineties. Now, uh, in terms in terms of selection, Forrester got a, got a start. Uh, no, no, he didn't. Uh, who the fuck's Forrester? That's for Port Vale. Sorry. <laughs> I've made notes all over the place. I thought Forrester had a good game. Ihekwe, I think I've got that right this time because I was pronouncing it like Rob O'Neill was last night. Ihekwe, I thought, was very good that day. And I actually thought he was quite good last night. And mm. But what the player I want to speak to you about was uh, James uh, on the uh, in that uh, left centre-back role. I think he's starting to make that shirt his own, if I'm honest. I thought last night it was very good. I think I thought against Paul Vale, it was very good. And him and Johnson really seem to be, you know, Simon, they, they seem to be sinking up a little bit, as it, as it were. They do. But, and Steve might not like me for this, um, Johnson's not going through the best. He played well-ish the first half against Wickham. Um, I thought he did the hard stuff really well against Port Vale and then the easy stuff he didn't do very well. The sim- the balls into the box, the crossing, the passing, he let himself down. Um, 
we'll talk about last night later on. Um, I think James is looking brilliant, and and is that showing Johnson's poor Real form system. at the moment? Is he showing his nadkus is up? Um, I don't know. I think Reese James playing where he is for a, for a, for a lad who's of his height um, and his he, age, he, he can read the game so so well, yeah. so so well. I must um, admit, I think he's, he's impressed me the last couple of games. I think he's really good. Do you not agree, Steve? Um, I think he's the fact that McGuinness is injured. I'll be interested to see what happens when McGuinness is fit. Um, and to to the point around Johnson. I'm, I'm, Listen, I, I like the guy. I, I, I want all our players to do well, but if it's not right, it's not right. Um, everybody knows I historically I've thought a hell of a lot of Iorfa. Dominic Iorfa's got no business getting anywhere near our first team at the moment. And if you if, if the form isn't right, you've got to take players out. Yeah. Johnson's playing at the minute in my eyes because we've got to play Reese James at left centre half. Yeah. Um, so who do we play at left centre back? Uh, sorry, at left wing back. So um It'll be interesting to see when McGuinness gets fit, whether or not James goes out to the left when it's not happening for Johnson or whether Johnson keeps his place and we, we, we look at adjusting somewhere else in the back three. Um, I would suggest, dependent on the team that we're playing against, he's probably going to play McGuinness at that left centre-half and he's kind of going to put James out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, to, to Dan's point, I think um, Rhys James has been excellent since he's come in. Uh, I talk, we talked about it last week. I've got no issue with his height. To be honest with you, I don't think he's been at fault aerially for anything. I think he covers the ground well. He reads the game well. He, he overlaps Johnson really, really well and offers that threat going down the left-hand side. Um, that that sort of partnership relationship has worked really well for us. Um, so I've got no problem there at all. Um, he, he, he deserves the credit he's getting and the recognition that he gets because the last two, three games he's been very good. He certainly gives me a lot more confidence than uh, when the ball comes over than when Odebayo was playing. You know what I mean? Like, he certainly know knows where the ball's gonna go. And I tell you what, I tell you what, one is that one as well. It's that five four one two formation that uh, that, I, <laughs> that I mentioned last week that I've been rinsed out about sure. on the internet for uh, for about a week now. Uh, I tell you what, let, let's move on. Let's get the Plymouth game. You know, Port Vale are what they are. We beat them, and and like I just I did wanted to mention that Forrester because I I he's a he's a bit of me. He is. He's an absolute shit kicker. Like proper old school center back. Let's just clear the lines and shout me on name and edit. You know what I mean? He, he was, I liked him. I was, I was like, this lad's all right. And I'd love to see him on a decent pitch. If I want this when he actually comes to playing football, that'd be, that'd be absolutely lovely. But, um, but yeah, let's get, let's get to Plymouth. Now I, I'm trying to, I was trying to look at the lineup to see if there was any kind of massive changes that, that, that changed uh, going in and not really. Was that, but Backinson uh, started, didn't he? Didn't he, Blair? And I, I, I don't think he actually played that badly. But uh, there was a few people on the internet would disagree. No, I think I think he was a, possibly at fault for the first goal. You could argue that. Um, well, no, I, no, I don't know. Didn't they just break? We no, broke. Yeah, yeah, and they, they broke. Just caught they, us on they, the counter. They, yeah, they broke. They caught us on the counter. He, um, he co- no, he cocked up before the first goal and, and nearly, and nearly conceded. That was it. Mm-hmm. Over than that, I thought he was good. I, I really like him. I really rate him. Um, I, I thought the team selection was spot on last night. Yeah. And like I said this morning, uh, after I've been sleeping on it, I think that's the best we've played all season for 75 minutes. <laughs> I was well impressed. Like, you know what I mean? And I thought, 
when 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 do we talk about it? Because unfortunately, his substitutions has ruined that. Because no one's even mentioning how good we were for seventy five minutes now. Yeah, it was Ash that mentioned in the group chat, wasn't it, John? That sort of said, um, you know, it, it's a shame that that's the result because no one's really going to talk about now just how good a game it was up until those substitutions that I'll come to Stevie about in a bit. But the uh, the, the 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 game was really good. I, I must admit, I was really. It was like watching a game of tennis that first twenty yeah, minutes, wasn't it? Was it? Great, wasn't it? It was. It was very end to end, and what was pleasing about it is that they're the team that were there to be shot at. They were they were up there at the top, and we were like sort of you know the biggest the big team coming into like a top of the table clash. And you know the last three visits we've we've taken down there, gone down there. We, it's not been good, has it? We've not got anything. We've not got a sniff. Yeah. And but this time felt different, and and you know we we came out quick, and and after. Conceding there, like we responded really quick with Liam Palmer. Um, great, great through ball there. I can't remember who played it through now. It might have been back in tonight. I think it was back in tonight. It was. Yeah. It was. Played, played it through for, for Palmer and, 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 and he equalised. And, you know, they were like, this is great this night. We've not, you know, we've gone behind early, but we haven't done like we've done in previous seasons. We've, we've got back in it. And it was really end to end stuff, like you said. Like, it was like a basketball game up and down. Um, and I just thought, you know, cities are going to be like there or thereabouts. I thought we dominated that game for large periods, both first and second half. And I thought we'd have took our chances. That game should have finished 3-1, 4-2, easily yeah. to Wednesday. They were, they were there for the taking. And, and they had some luck as well, didn't they? Because a couple of, couple of shots from Windass at the post. Their keeper were turning to Booth on the name. It was just ridiculous, you know. Same as the, with the other guy we played earlier this season. He turned into... He turned into yeah, the, with the Morecambe keeper. Morecambe, yeah. They'll just turn yeah. into Len Yashin, don't they, all of a sudden? But they were... Um, yeah. Len Yashin? Bloody hell. I'm sure it would be aged now. Of all the good keepers you can pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, is that how he's got a picture that's black and white on uh, FIFA Ultimate Team? So there you go. Oh, there you are. oh but, you're um, so down with the kids, John, mate. Like, i tell you what, <laughs> Simon, Simon, speaking of keepers... Like Stockdale's not going to want to watch that first goal again. I mean, am I being overcritical, or, or did he absolutely shit the bed on that? And not really, you know. Like you, you, it was a, it was a tale of three players, wasn't it? Stockdale being the last person to try and stop it. You know, there, there was two players on him, Hequi and Hennigan, I think, who both gave him time to shoot, gave him time on the ball. And then, yeah, the ball in, he should have done better, should have saved it. Um, he's had a lot of a lot of people criticising him yesterday. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the annoying thing about the goal was I thought the break, what we broke, because they, bro- they yeah. broke on our break, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I thought that break was really good. <laughs> yeah, it was. They, 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 had a, they had a shot or they, they had a chance. We yeah. broke really well. I mean, mega, we, we absolutely yeah. leathered up that pitch, yeah. didn't we? And then it kind of came the other way. We went, oh, hang it, on, that, it, we're losing. What? That, that <laughs> summed up the start. But then afterwards, we, you know, we came back within, it was great. Well, I don't know how soon we scored after they'd scored, but it was probably five, ten minutes, if that. Four minutes, yeah. I, think, I think it was two, yeah. I think yeah. they were seven, eleven, something like that. Yeah, and and we've played, we played Ipswich now, drew t- two all with them. So I, I sort of like we've all slept on it, haven't we? Since and I know we were messaging each other last night. 
And um, I sort of looked at Twitter and I went to bed in a really, really bad mood. And Joanne Carton Stan got into bed and it was like, <laughs> such a fucking foul mood, excuse me, friends. And then I got up this morning and I was still in the foul mood and then went to work and works managers started, it was a Wednesday, I started talking about it. And that I came into a more foul mood and, and then even more foul mood every, every Wednesday. I, we were all just stomping around work today. <laughs> Middle-aged men in bad moods. I mean, let's not, you know, let's not get carried away. We did lose to a last minute winner at yeah, the top of the league. You know so what I mean? But, yeah, you've, you got know. To, you've got to look back on it and say, right, okay, so... So we've 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 gone against a team who have won every game or won every game at home, were top of the league, scored God knows how many goals, who previously we got last time we played them in the league, we got battered down there. And and up till 70 minutes, we were the better team, mm-hmm. without doubt. We battered them. And if it wasn't for the reincarnation of Buffon in their goal we would have been 4-1 up, 5-1 up. I mean, some of the saves he made, that save from Johnson, uh, if... if I thought thought the Windass one was most impressive. Yeah, if Smith Smith had actually put that one away where it was virtually 1 up when it was 1-on-1. Terrible finish. It was a terrible finish. And and you just think, if if they'd been... so, So we missed chances and also the keeper kept them in the game. And up to that point, we were far, far, far the better team. Far better. That nobody can deny. Even the Plymouth fans cannot deny that they no. were shitting themselves. Bannon Windass were ripping them a new backside. They were. Now, before we get to the substitute, Stevie, I'm going to give you a two-minute-long <laughs> platform to wax lyrical about the goal that we scored. <laughs> and the way you took it, and and the celebrations and the fact that he scores more this season than he has done any other season in his career combined. Um, like my, my 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 proud dad moment again. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a weekly thing, isn't it? I, listen, um, the guy the guy is great, and I thought the goal was great. I think the the response was exactly what we need, and it, it, the fact that we rebounded and and and, and scored the equaliser as early as we have because in other games that becomes a thing where we carry that and you know you go into a sort of a thing where we're then chasing the game we we've responded really well last night um and I get maybe maybe it's me with sort of uncharacteristic negativity I don't think we were far 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 better than Plymouth last night I don't and I know that's that's the overriding feeling up until I thought we were good but I also thought they were as well as that it sounds like it seems we were playing sublime but they it's not like they were playing shit either that first 45 minutes was probably the best 45 minutes of football I've seen in terms of a game of football at league one since we've come back down I thought the game was brilliant it was full-on end-to-end basketball, fast-break stuff. The goal that they scored was fast-break um, or, you know, counter-attack, as, you, as we call it when we're talking about soccer. Soccer? Football. Soccer. <laughs> soccer. Um, you know, we're, we're, it, it was just good. It, it, it was a good game of football. It was enjoyable. I think, to be fair, one all going right to, to, to sort of the wire, um, whether we agree with the substitutions or not, um, and I'm not saying that I do or I don't yet, Um it, it, a draw would have would have been fine, and if, if we don't concede that goal in the last minute, everything's absolutely all right, isn't it? and we, we we take heart from the performance that we put in. But I think you know Liam Palmer, um, excellent, 
Uh, again, um, I don't think there were many players that were better than him, if any, um, from a Wednesday point of view on the pitch last night. Um, he took the goal really well. He's proven that he can get forward. He's fit. We talk about it every week. He's looking fit. He's getting better um, with age. I think we've talked about the fact that, or I've talked about the fact that previously, um, I don't I don't subscribe to this notion that he's found his level at League One. I was going to see, I've written that down for you, Stevie, actually. I've, ri- I've written, literally written that written that sentence down with your name next to it. And the reason is, I've seen a lot of it the last, the last few weeks since he's been performing. Now, we know that he spent the summer working on his fitness on the side, as it were, while he was raising money for charity, but also still turning mega fit. He's turning out better performances. But that phrase crops up a lot because he's performing very well in in League One, so people are saying that Palmer's found his level. But I was unfortunate enough to watch Leicester versus Nottingham Forest the other day, and in that Forest team, there is nobody sat there that I'm sat there that I'm thinking Liam Palmer's probably better than them. I mean Jesse Lingard, Jesus Christ, who's paying him? Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree. But the, the, my frustration around that is I, I'll take Bannon out because Bannon's a, a you know he's he's a a class apart from... Well, from it's the million pound a week he's on, man. It's 40,000 pounds a week. But, you know, we talk about Windass and it's Windass is far too good for this level. We he talk is. about that a lot. And he is. You're absolutely right, he is. You know, we can talk about players that are, are too good to play at this level. Um, I put Palmer in, in in that conversation. I think we mentioned last week, We if we get out of this league, we ain't struggling. We, we, we won't struggle in championship. Not uh, the squad we've got. That, that we no. own as well. And I, I think yeah. that's something that Moore's done that we haven't had the luxury of doing since the Carlos years, is that we t- actually own these players. Yeah, but we're ta- the problem is we're going to be talking about that sort of situation. That's, that's that there. But hanging over us is the fact that we've conceded last night in the last minute because uh, Darren Moore's made the substitution that he's made or the substitutions that he's made, plus the fact when you look at it. And the thing that annoys me more than, more than the substitutions, my worry... My concern, and we'll get to it, I'll, if, if you don't mind, we'll, we'll, we'll go there now. It's not the substitutions that we've made. It's the fact that when you look at it in the cold light of day, out of the teams that we've played with the 18 points that are available against that top seven, we've taken five points. That, that is concerning. It actually sounds, I weren't, I weren't slitting my wrists with a two-all draw against Ipswich. I was like, you know, they're a good team. I'll take a draw against them, you know, all the rest of it. Last night was a bitter pill to swallow, given how well we played. But like I said, they did, they, they, they weren't rubbish. They, they are a good team in this league. They are. And, but we've, we've had a couple of slips at home, which, uh, I mean, is it uh, Barnsley, if I remember right? Barnsley, rightly? drawn at Portsmouth, drawn with Ipswich. So we've dropped... Seven points again. Seven points out of nine. We've dropped there. That, yeah. That's that's the concern. The substitutions were fucking mental. Let, let's, let's get there in a bit. Let's they, get they there in a bit. But the points is the the point situation is the problem. We're dropping yeah. too many points, and what it's going to create is a situation where we're looking at the teams taking points off each other at the top. And I think we talked about it again previously last week. If we keep steamrolling against the teams that we should be beating, that's fine. It becomes who takes points off each other. And we yeah. didn't go up last year because we didn't take the we points. We didn't take any points off, off the teams around us. Yeah. yeah. You know, we all remember so, your, your bath story, mate, from, from last season. You know what <laughs> I mean? We've still got the mental picture. Now, before we get to the substitutes, John, I want oh, the visual one, though. Not the visual one. <laughs> uh, the Before we get the substitutes, John, I want to I wanna talk to you about Bannon. Um, he was by far and away the best player on that pitch last night. And he, and he has been a number of times this season. 
And, it, you know, it, I, I do like listening to the away commentary when I listen to it as well, the way they speak about him. They, they talk about him like he's Lionel Messi, but but also a bit shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like we've paid through the nose for this guy who's been subscribed to the club for the last eight years. And, and he's, uh, you know what I mean? Like, like we've just managed to go, whoa, really? Have we got him? But one thing that we brought up on the show over the last few years, and uh, I'm pretty sure we spoke about it this season, is that when Barry Bannon trusts the players around him, when he's got confidence in the players next to him, that he can play a certain type of football and there's players showing for him. You can see he's got a great connection with Windass. Um, and then he, he did that with Volks and he had it with Byers. I, I've not seen that confidence in Barry Bannon, dare I say, since Kieran Lee left. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's thriving, isn't he? He's absolutely thriving. And, and he's very fit. You know, he runs all day. We all know that. So he's not slowed down. Age hasn't slowed him down. He's a bit like Palmer in, in a sense that he's got older, but he's got better. Mm-hmm. Now, I know we've dropped a league, but he's absolutely dominating in, in, in these games. But you look at how confident he were last night in that game and how far forward he were playing. You know, when times when you used to see Bannon picking it up from his defensive back line, you'd be thinking, what's he doing down there? You know, and he, Last night it was more or less sat in the hole, wasn't it? It was just yeah. It was just picking passes. It was just finding uh, the, the passes to to win Nas and, and getting the ball out wide. One touch passing flicks. Everything were coming off, weren't they? It was just it was just literally like when you play Sunday League and an ex pro comes and turns up and you're like, every loose ball he picked up as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and and he's not doing that yeah. thing that he was doing. That you know, Simon and I have had plenty of conversation about it about players uh, about. Players around Bannon, not you know, when we stuck him next to Pelopesi, all of a sudden we've got a Barry Bannon now that's dropping deep, and he's yeah. and he's dropping deeper still, and and messing up the defense and their lines and all the rest of it. That doesn't seem to be happening anymore because I feel he's got confidence in the players around him, which is so refreshing to see. Because what we have now is, like you say, we've got that ex-pro turning up at Sunday League, absolutely making us look all daft, all daft yeah. than that. He's just do- yeah, he's just dominating uh, teams and and. And they can't stop him. I mean, the, the better teams can, like the top, you know, the, the teams that we've played and we've lost points. They'll, they'll, they'll get on him. Um, Plymouth, I thought, didn't really get on him, but he couldn't really stop him, and which is why we're also amused that he got taken off. You know, yeah, we had the, we we control that midfield completely. We were in, we were in charge, weren't we? We we're absolutely in charge. For yes, Plymouth had the moments, in particular, their striker was. Was causing us some problems. The one, who, uh, the one who Windass got his shirt. I don't know if you saw that on Instagram today. Uh, swap, swap shirts with Hardy at the end of the game. <laughs> Hardy, yeah, that's the one. That's the guy. Yeah, I mean, he was targeting our right side in that first half, and they were giving the heckware problems. And yeah. Barmer was trying to get back because he was trying to be both a defender and attacking. You know, in that wing back role, as you do, and they were targeting that. So I think that's why we got brought I.O. from purely for pace. Because uh, he's not offering much else, is he, right now? I mean, when he tried to get back for their goal and he fell flat on his face, I'm like, oh, jeez, you know, this this guy's just not going for him, is it, right now? When I was but, uh, uh, when I know. was on holiday the other day, right, and this, this is going to sound really weird. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Uh, I thought it was called Live, Die, Repeat, but it's not. It's, it's a Tom Cruise movie. Edge of Tomorrow. Edge, Edge, of, Edge tomorrow. of Tomorrow, where he keeps replaying the same day. Because he, he, Have you seen the way the aliens move in that? in that movie they kind of roll with their limbs flying around everywhere kind of like a 
Tasmanian devil, but going forward. And that reminds me of Dominic Hoffa. <laughs> like, it's a good film, man. The way he was going, he was going to go past him and tackle him, and then he just fell over. I know, yeah. I know. It was like you know what it reminded him. me of? You know those YouTube videos where they've riled a middle-aged fat man up and he goes running after them down the road and then the camera turns around and he's like, ah, he falls <laughs> It was most, because I thought, oh, he's got him. He, he's going to go past him. This is the Dom of old. He's going to sprint past him. And Ethan what? said, oh, Do- big Dom's got him. And the next minute he fell over. <laughs> And, 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 I'm, I'm saying the best of us done it, Steve. We've, you know, we've all we've all done it. We've all done it. We're big lads. Now, Simon, I'm going to ask you to fill a role here because uh, this is the point that we've all been waiting for. Um, now, had it been last season, we'd have had Ash here, and he'd have been the person I'd have I'd have kept it. I'd have kept this this topic in the pocket for 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 somebody like Ash. So I'm going to ask you to fill that role for me now. Okay. Let's talk about the the substitutions because I thought we were absolutely. We were on top, weren't we? Right, so I've got to get my inner ash out. Yeah, you've got to channel your inner ash, mate. Fucking hell, <laughs> I've got to be a very angry man. Um, right, okay. So substitutions. Ethan said to me, he'll bring Pato on. And I looked across at my 14-year-old son, and my in my head, I didn't say this, I went, don't be so fucking stupid. <laughs> and- no kids, no not. And yeah, you know, note. And the substitution uh, in the past, he's been taking Windass off, um, or he's taken Bannon off, but not either of them at the same time. And the two guys who were running and ragged, and the guy who was running the game, which in my opinion was Bannon, he took both of them off. And at that point, he brought Patterson on and Deli Bashiro, who hasn't really shown to us that he deserves a new contract. Um, I just looked and Ethan went, he's far, he knows football far better than I do. They're going defensive, Dad. They're, they're going to hold out. And I looked at the clock and I went, oh, for... you know what he reminded me of, Dan? Wimbledon away. Wimbledon away. That's what I thinking. <laughs> But we Wimbledon away. We were two 0 up against bloody Wimbledon. You know what I mean? I go, yeah, yeah. we're all right, lads. They're not going to break we, through. We, right, that keeper could only make so many more saves. There's only so many more misses we could make. We were going to win that game. And I know Steve said, look, they have their time in the second half. Plymouth did occasionally attack us, but we were on the ascendancy. We were the team on the ascendancy. They had to change it up to try and counter that, but we were still on the ascendancy. The two players who were running that game, he took off. And his excuses afterwards were they were tiring. Well, I'm sorry, guys. There's five of us here. I didn't see any of them. The player I thought was tiring was Smith up front. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was grafting Smith. I would have taken Smith off and brought Gregory on. Now, anybody Mm. who says, oh, Gregory's injured, well, Blair said it on on the WhatsApp earlier on. If somebody's injured, why are they on the bench? They shouldn't be on the bench, right? Giving them 20 minutes ain't the worst thing to ever happen <laughs> yeah, yeah. either. You know what I mean? On in one minute, you know, Patterson came on and I don't actually remember him doing anything. Um, I, 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 it was just a complete head screw from him coming on. I've had, uh, I, I asked. Is it because you got mugged off by your kid? Is that what it, it is? Because you well, just no, got, I God, asked, I really am now a silly old sod. Like. I asked <laughs> Pete, Pete Lohman today, I asked him, because he's the stats man, isn't he? And I asked him, what were the stats before and what were the stats after? And we were matching um, Plymouth 
ball for ball up to that 70th minute. And then after the 70th minute, we just disappear, just disappear. And that, it, it, (laughs) I, I just, he basically took any confidence that he's built up since the start of the season in, in his management style and the changes like we were talking about Port Vale last season, we would have either drawn that or lost that. All that confidence that we had and all that, he's not going to make a mess up and that him understanding that maybe he hasn't got it quite right. Like the, <clears throat> like the Ipswich game, he didn't have the formation right and he changed it and it changed the game and we drew that game. He Everything, all that confidence we built up in the manager and all the ammunition that the more outers had no longer got. Can you imagine being a plot? Can you imagine being a Plymouth player or a Plymouth fan and seeing Bannon and Windoff getting taken yeah, off at the same time? tweeted it today. Fucking uh, hell. People actually yeah. saying, he's a right player, Bannon. Thank God you took him off. <laughs> it was memes <laughs> by Plymouth fans. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love the idea that in, in like a click of a finger, all of a sudden, all of our momentum's just gone. <laughs> You know what I mean? So I think I'm going to call this uh, Darren Thanos more this uh, this episode. <laughs> yeah, like, you know absolutely. what I mean? Just boom, gone. Now, Blair, this isn't... It was Plymouth. Plymouth the top of the league. Mm-hmm. Plymouth were good last season. Plymouth have battered us a good number of times. Now, I understand taking Windass and, and Bannon off if we were playing, God, Morecambe. You know what I mean? Bristol Rovers, Burton. Yeah, and you're 3-0 these... up. And we're 3-0 up. Yeah, I get it. You know, give them a rest. But these are the games that we want our big players to do 90 minutes in, isn't it? Yeah. Um, if we won that game last night, and I think we were, I think we were on course to do that, I really were, That we, we could have gone top of the league. Well, we would have gone second because Ipswich won, but we would have been second. Yeah. I think from a confidence, from a fan perspective, from a managerial perspective and a player perspective, we would have been second. And I think they would have like, they could have really pumped their chest, you know, stuck their chest out on Saturday. Be like, be like, we're not moving from second now, or third. You know what I mean? We, we really yeah. go, if, we, if we're leaving second, we're going top. That's it. We're yeah. not going Come third. beat us. Yeah, because we've just gone down to, the, you know, I mean, Plymouth, who were top of the mm. league. They got rearranged because of, you know, I mean, what happened, and um, he got and he got rearranged to a Tuesday night, which was a difficult fixture anyway. Going down there on a Tuesday, it's a fucking trek in it, five hours, <laughs> and then. He did the cardinal sin of looking to the next game, didn't he? He got, he got 70 minutes for take these off now, get a point here, and then I'll smash Cheltenham. That's four got points. That massive that's, powerhouse that is Cheltenham. Yeah, yeah that's, four, it? that's four. And, and, and I think that's my issue with it. Four points from six. I'm, I'm buzzing here. Now, I'm not going to go down the route of more in, more out. Reason being is, I think it's very difficult to have that conversation given that we're in League One, we're third in the league. And uh, yeah, he did drop, he, you know, he dropped the arse out of it last night. I, yeah. I don't think and there's many Callum, people. And Callum Patterson. Cam, yeah, Callum Patterson. Like, as a I get it, right? He's a million times better football than I am. He's a great bloke. I see him outside Hillsborough taking pictures with kids. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure he's a great lad in, in and around the dressing room, but he's fucking wank. And hey, I can't, you forgot I the thunder chuffer <laughs> that he scored against. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But God, whenever he comes on, he does nothing. Absolutely nothing. Listen, there, there, there is there is a role for a player like that. I, 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 for me, I can't understand that we signed him as a right back and he played right back. I, I can't in my head see that man doing what LP two does. I can't. 
I can't Nobody see can do what LP2 oh, here he is. Look, here he is. Bloody hell. <laughs> well, Monk, Monk got rid of New You and got him into play striker. Yeah, as well. I, I love That's the way that we, yeah, we replaced New You with New You 2.0, essentially. That's what we did. <laughs> who who doesn't seem to have the ball control that New You had. Anyway. Diet, New you. <laughs> anyway. Just, 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 just one point. I thought it was interesting. I've seen a couple of bits on. And I think you guys have covered the, the substitutions and everything. Um, just from my point of view, fuck's sake, Darren, I stick up for you every week. I try and give you everything. It, make, it night, makes it hard, doesn't he? It's like being a Michael Jackson fan in the early 90s. This, <laughs> it's, it's this all over again. You're going, Jesus, help me out. Just one day. We're Honestly, I was like, it got to like <laughs> half time. I'm thinking, yeah. Like second half, I'm thinking we're we're on top here. We, you know, I thought it was competitive, but you know, I agree with everything that had been said. And then the subs happened, and I thought, right. And then the goal went in, and I just thought, oh God, God. Jesus. And you know, the, I think the the interesting thing from my point of view is that you get the lads that will come on, and they'll be active on social media, and I know that there was a little bit of a, a, a talk last night about uh, Bannon and what he how he responded to being subbed mm-hmm. he's been very very quiet on twitter today he has uh, hasn't he he's yeah. still he's still mardy about it and, well, and well, rightly one, so what, geezer's a winner what one retweet about the uh the ben eubank fight uh but as it stands at the moment at sort of half eight when when, when we last checked he, he he's been very quiet today. what is it what is it football fans say you weren't happy was he when he came off no yeah. that's what i'm saying i was gonna i was gonna ask you about that so so it's it's obvious that the changes that were made changed the game for the negative for Wednesday. As a football player, the guys here who played football at a fairly, you know, I was a rugby player, um, was this fact is that when you know a manager has made a mistake like that, how do you approach, and, and we were, it was night and day, wasn't it? After the 70th minute, it was night and day to, the 65th minute to the 75th minute. I, t- I tell you, it's a good question, that side. I, I, I don't know if, if you're the same, Steve. I, I'd, if it were me, I, I, I've any of you guys worked in hospitality or, or even any, any job, and you have those days where they're absolutely bloody rubbish, where everything falls to shit, and you're going, oh, for God's sake, how, how has this happened again? Yeah, yeah. And then that's in a new job, Steve. But for me, for me, I'll have a pint after work and then I'll be like, oh, God, I'm, I'm all right now. Tomorrow's a new day and I can I can restart. I can, I can recheck. But I think that when you, what's the term, lose the dressing room, it's when you keep making those mistakes. When those, when those mistakes start frequently happening, then all of a sudden these players don't play for you anymore. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we had that with Joss Lukai, for example. He started making some queer decisions and playing, playing without strikers. And you're thinking, does this guy actually know how to play this bloody game? And it, it, it's when they happen regularly. Now, if Darren Moore fucks up his substitutes again, dressing room's gone. Listen, I can't disagree with that. Yeah. Um, I think they, for everything that we've talked about over the course of weeks, months, year and a half, whatever, and people saying can't get us out of the league or anything like that, last night felt to me as a, as a, a Darren Moore supporter, it felt to me like the, the biggest bollock that he's dropped. And I mean that. Um, yeah, that, that, one, that one was tangible. I think that was yeah. a tangible... Yeah, I have got I have got no issue with and I, I, I won't subscribe to this. He, he gets his 
his tactics are wrong or he sets us up wrong. I don't subscribe to that because we play good fucking football. We play good football. Nobody's going to tell me otherwise. We play good football in League One. We set up in a similar way to everybody else. You watch Premiership. We set up at League One level. We are Premiership light in the way that we play football. I've got no problem with, the, with, with that whatsoever. Last night was an absolute catastrophe. It's like, I'll tell you what it reminds me of. Sorry, John, I'll come to you in a second. I've just realised I've not spoke to you in about 10 minutes. The, <laughs> the It reminds me of, you know, when like, like I say, I'm a Yorkshire expat. I've, I've lived out of Yorkshire now for a number of years. And Blair, you, so have you. You've done the same, right? And there's a point where uh, people start to know who you are and where you're from and all the rest of it. And then somebody from like Hull uh, or... Sheffield United or or even Wednesday will lose their job. And what Sky Sports do is find the biggest fucking moron they can find who wears leggings as outer trousers that are far too thin. And they go and interview them. You know what I mean? And there's a point where you're like, come on, Yorkshire, don't let me down. Don't let me down. And then they'll go, so right, what do you think about the sack of the Gary Buck? Well, I think that's all with the coffee. I really love Gary Buck. You go down. You kind of whatever group of people that you think you belong to when they let you down like that. That's what Stevie felt like last night. Like you know yeah. what I mean. Like I said, yeah. I remember. I remember when Jarvis Cocker went ran on stage when Michael Jackson was at the Brit Awards, and you go, "Shit, brilliant." Ooh, that's gonna that's gonna you. stick with us. That's gonna yeah, stick yeah. with Sheffield. That in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that group of people that you belong to that you, that you identify with let you down, and you go. Oh, fuck. he's really, he's really upset me last night. <laughs> but it's all really right. Yeah, you see, you had one up with LP2 scoring and then we <laughs> lost the game because of the substitutes you made. You know, you're just on an equal keel now, mate. You know what I mean? You're all right. Right. Oh, I'm par. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, Sheffield Wednesday were 2-1 eventual losers and missed the chance to go top, but still third, still with only a, uh, a quarter of the season gone. So we don't need to do more in, more out just yet. Let's wait until we drop to about 12th. Now, Stevie, it's your, t- it's your turn for the game show. It's another Sheffield, it's another <laughs> TWWCAS game show. What's the quiz tonight, Stevie? Right. Are you ready, men? Hit me up. I have gone according to, we're, we're going to do a game. The game is this. I want okay. to know on the list, there are 25 people. We are looking at the top 25 transfer fees that Sheffield Wednesday have ever paid. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is it's... absolutely mint. Is that is actually cringeworthy you now? <laughs> Right. How, how little we've spent. How little we've spent. <laughs> right. Who's got, right. Do you want me to keep scoring or are you keeping scoring? No, I've got it. I've got it. I've we're we're, we're, we're going to do last man standing. We're going to go around. The we order will be. We haven't got to give the figure, though, have we? Say again? We haven't got to give the figure of no, what the time for. No, I have got... This is, not, this is not Wikipedia. I've gone from... I've transfer gone from market. Transfer market. The top 25 players that we've ever paid a transfer fee for. I'm not interested. I can tell you the, the fee once you've got them. Um, I can tell you where we signed them from once you've got them. Um, we'll go around in order. We're going to start with Fudge. We're going to go John. We're going to go Blair. We're going to go Cy, because that's oh, what's okay. on my screen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Men, contenders ready. <laughs> Let me get some odds in. One sec. One sec. <laughs> <laughs> Right, if I'm going first, I'm going for the easy one. I'm going to go straight in. Jordan Rhodes has got to be the most expensive. Ah. 
Correct. Jordan Rhodes, number one, according to Transfer Market, 10.53 million oh. from Middlesbrough. And that's, oh, my God. And that's, that's why and that's why we got a point deduction. <laughs> quick disclaimer, quick disclaimer. Anybody who wants to dispute prices or anybody else that's not on the list, we're going on my list that came from transfermarket.com. Mr. Spence, his word is final. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, John, over to you. Um, Alman Abde. Oh, that's a good shout, that. Alman Abde was number nine. Wow. The ninth most expensive player that we've paid for. According to this, 3.24 million. Blair. I'll go for number two, Adam Reach. Correct. Adam Reach, 5.31 million. Oh, 5.31 million. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Simon. For someone's a point. Dr. Simon. Um, top 15. Top 25. Um, Top 25. And who was, um, how much was, what did you say? Abdi. Um, Alman Abdi. Was we had him much? at 4 million, didn't we? But according to Transfer Market, 3.24. And where did he fit in between roads? Where was he? Which He's number? Nine. Jordan, nine. I'll, I'll give you the numbers. As they come out, I'll give you the numbers. Jordan Rhodes was number one. Adam Reach was number two. Alman Abdi, number nine. Bloody hell. It's a fantastic game, this team. Um, <laughs> I told you, didn't I? <laughs> Fernando Forestieri. Fernando Forestieri. I'm going to guess six. about three and a half million. 3.71. Number six. Number six at three and a half million. Mm. At three and a half million. 3.7 million. Number six. Okay. 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 The reason you. I'm asking these prices is because if number six is three and a half million, I remember distinctly paying something disgusting for Juiced Van Aken because. Yeah. It was was during that period of time where we'd looked at 200 defenders. Is he your answer? Yeah, Yeah, let's go for it. I want to say it was about 2 million. And we were at like championship level, struggling for money. Ben Arkin, number 12. What? 12? He's our 12th most expensive side. 12th most expensive player. Uh, 2.7 million from here in Vian. I'll never forgive him for that Sheffield United game. Me either. Me either. I used to love bouncing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. John. I'm gonna go with a club legend, Paolo Di Canio. No. No. Because I think we swapped him for Reggie Blinker. Oh. Three and a half million Reggie Blinker. I thought it were. Or two and a half million Reggie Blinker. I can confirm that according to transfer market, Paolo Di Canio is not on the list. He's not there oh, at wow. all. Jesus. Wow. Paolo Di Canio is not on our list of transfer fees paid. It was it was about four and a half million quid, though, all in Valued all. At. Valued at. Yeah. yeah. Valued at, but not what we bought him for. Yeah, That's Ash, that, that, that job. Wasn't O'Donnell, wasn't O'Donnell part of the... Um... Transfer. I think oh, they, they came together, didn't they? Donnelly and O'Donnell came together. Yeah, yeah. We're, I thought Blinker it were Blinker in about three months. Yeah. Yeah. Reggie yeah. Blinker together the way. Yeah, it was. So we had Donnell and <laughs> Donnelly and O'Donnell came at the same time, and then we yeah. did a part deal with Celtic for PDC and Blinker. Went Blinker. Uh, right, Blair. Uh, I'll play it safe. I'll go Gary Uper. 
Gary Hooper. What a number player. seven. Three point five million. That was big money, wasn't it? We were fucking ruined. Oh, I don't know. Got his money's worth out of Gary Hooper. Oh, I mean, the days. The days of spending 3.5 million on a player like Long Gary. gone, mate. Long and gone. Bye, Dream. Halcyon uh, days. Sorry. Oh, God. Some, some of the names that are outstanding. The shit that's been signed into Chancery. I'll tell you what, I'll go for an old one. I'll go for an old one because I'm an old bugger. Maybe um, yours. I'll, I'll go... Um, Andy Sinton. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Got we, to pay, we paid actual money there, for him, didn't they? we? Was it Spurs we got him from? QPR. QPR. My old gaffer. Sinton is at number 10. Three million. Is it number 10? Three million and Andy Sinton. We spent three million quid. And that was like, what, 1993? 93, 94 season. Mm. Wow. Turned down Arsenal for us, didn't it? That's top top money. That is. Yeah. Right, hang on. In them days, what a flex. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, he's writing them down. Come on. I, I'm writing a list of names. Uh, there's there's one that's been triggered, but I'm I'm keeping that in the pocket because I'm going to drop some knowledge on you right now. I remember my mate Dave Marshall telling me when I was ten years old at school that we were going to sign uh, Marseille's Chris Waddle for one million pounds around 1991. So if we're spending three and a half million pounds on Jose Van Aken or whatever the bloody hell we spent, Chris Waddle has to be in that list for a is million it, quid. Is it, the, is, it in the top, is it in the top 25, though? 25. It wasn't a lot, was it? <clears throat> I can tell you, Dan. I need that X Factor music, don't I? It's <laughs> <laughs> there. Um, Chris Waddle in the top 25 lists of Sheffield Wednesday transfer fees paid is number 25. That's it! Skinny What was the figure? It was figure according to million transfer million. market is 1.35 million. Right. Can we just have a minute, a moment to just reflect on the fact that we've paid 1.35 million for Chris Waddle? And how much for Joe Spanarkin? Van Arkin's twice was the Darren player Martin that Waddle was. <laughs> and, and a quarter of the player that Alman Abdi was. Wow. Where? Marco Matthias. Good man. Did we pay 11. actual money for him? Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot, uh, quite a Two, bit. 2.7. Oh, fuck. We didn't play top goal scorer in Portugal, weren't when we bought him? So. Was it? Are you all right there, player? You're getting attacked by the cat there, pal. Yeah. Cat wants to join in. <laughs> right, I'm in. I'm in the dregs now. Is it me or is it Simon? It's Simon. Oh God, shit! I was. I was uh... <laughs> shit, shit, shit. Uh, Andy Booth. Oh, you prick! That's a good one. Oh, Andy Booth. One point seven million. No. Oh. What? <laughs> Andy Booth, we paid three point five million for. Wow, he's number eight. Wow, he could shit goals for Huddersfield before we signed him, and he yeah. shit goals for Huddersfield after he went as well. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> like when, I was, when I was a kid, I used to love shouting Booth. Though he's he's, he's the nineteen nineties <laughs> version of uh, Sam Winnell. Yeah, uh, Dan. <laughs> 
I'm going to play it safe, but the problem is it's going to let somebody else in, and I, and I kind of want to shit house my way to a to a to a win here. But I'm going to do it because earlier on, one of you mentioned here and Veen, and I'm pretty sure that's where we got Gerald Seabon from. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping that in my back pocket. That okay, Gerald Sibon. Right. Didn't get him from here and Veen. We got him from Ajax. Did we sell him two here and Veen? I think we sold him two, and he ended up playing Champions League football. That's right, with the hearts. Because the, it. it's, it's, it's <laughs> the Sheffield Wednesday kit with hearts on it, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, he was number 13, 2.7. Oh, I get him. Blair. Uh, Lucas Zhao. Lucas oh. Zhao, number 17, 2.5. Simon. Des Walker. Oh, you brain! Des Walker, number 15, 2.7. I thought he was half the price of that. I thought we'd sign him for a lot less. All right, uh, I'm going to go... Well, Nobody took my lead, so I'm going to go with Gilles de Vilder. Oh, that Gilles was de Vilder, number three, 4.5 million. Number three? Number three. <laughs> number three. <laughs> Our top three, in reverse order, is de Vilder, Reach, and... <laughs> Jordan Rose. <laughs> well, the thing is, with De Builder, we bought two Alsatians as well, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and bail money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where? Carboni. Ooh, 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 ooh. If they paid more less than a million quid for him, I'll be fucking. Carboni is not on the list. Oh my oh, God. Never. Is he not? <laughs> they just don't like Italians, John. That's what it is, man. Benito just... Carboni is not on the list. Wow. Right. Uh, Simon. All right. Uh... I, there, there's one name that I'm going to share with you once this is done, and it's going to absolutely blow your mind. Blow your mind. Vim Yonk. <laughs> I think Vim Yonk signed on a free, actually. <laughs> yeah, did we pay for Vim Yonk? He were on 40 grand a week in the 1990s, weren't he? 40 grand a week! <laughs> It's a difficult one, this, because we signed two lads at the same time, and I can't remember if we paid. Yeah, we let the, we let the, shit, the good one go and kept the shit one. The shit one had a Premier League yeah, career for about another 10 years. I'll go... F- I know we went, went to Italy, signed for a huge amount of money, um, which was... Was it Darko Kovacic? But I'm going for Dejan Stefanovic. Stefanovic Ooh, is gone. number 14. Right. Ooh, good shot. I just thought a load more now. <laughs> 2.7. What did Darko go to? Did he go to Juventus for like 9 million or something? No, I think he, we yeah. sold him to something like Real Valladolid or something like that. He had a season there. Real Sociedad. Real Sociedad. And, and then, then they sold him to 15 million quid. Mm. They said they said <laughs> and he was oh. living in it wasn't he living in like Hallam Towers and he in McDonald's and was really homesick. And that's yeah, yeah. He had uh, he, he had skin so white, he, he was see-through after a while. He was so <laughs> grey, wasn't he? Right, okay, okay. Right. And something's just triggered me there because I remember he told us a story about this on one of our early lockdown lives about those two Yugoslavs that didn't know each other. Yeah. Um, and we just assumed they did because they were countrymen. But the man himself, we let him go. He played for Leeds and then we signed him back. John Newsom. Dan, 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 Dan. Number 19. 
Wow. Well, boy. well done. Ty. John Newsom. Oh, God. Why does it keep going around to me? <laughs> it's only me and you left. Is it? Yeah. Number, numbers remaining. You've not picked the fourth, the fifth. The, the fourth? We've got the fourth highest is still out there. And the fifth. You'll kick yourself at the fifth as well, by the way. Well, you kick yourself at the fourth. Angie Inchcliffe. Oh, that's a good one. Mm. Inchcliffe is number five. Last Wednesday player to get an England cap. Was it? Yeah. I think so. Right, Andy Inchcliffe's gone, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I'm still in this. Mark Bright. <laughs> that was out of nowhere. It's got to be. We, pay, we had to pay money. Number 22. Not that Mate, I am proper struggling now. Do, 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 do. You're going to kick yourself. Do, 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 do. I've got one that I wanted to say for about the last five. but because I, I, I wanted to say Francis oh, Jeffers. <laughs> Can we go Chris, Chris Woods? Chris Woods? <gasps> Simon! What? He's not on the list. Ah! <laughs> do you know, right. Okay, so before, before I assume victory here, um, there was... Obviously, did we actually say Darko Kovacevic in the end? We didn't. No, I got him. I've written this name down, and you and I know that I've got the same love for him as you have for LP2. And I'm going to go with I Northern Irish oh, sensation. Is Ian Nolan on that list? He is number 20. <laughs> oh, Ian Nolan. Ian Nolan. Pull that from. Ian Nolan. Who are we missing then, Steve? Okay. Do you want to Just go down the list. Yeah. I'll go in reverse order because reverse order is funny. Reverse uh, order. We had Waddle at 25. Um, I'm not going to do them all, obviously, for time. Uh, Waddle at 25. Chef Gikuchi was 24. Oh, oh. At how much? Uh, 1.35. It was, on, it was in the tip of my tongue. That one. <laughs> 23 we didn't get. Richard Creswell. Oh. Uh, from York, yeah. 21. <coughs> Excuse me, copying on camp, uh, on mic. 21 was Jim McGilton. Jimmy Magic. Steve, how much were, were just just Cresswell? How much were Cresswell quickly? 1.4. And what much was Jim McGilton then? Jim McGilton, 1.7. <laughs> Keep going. Who else did we not get? Sorry, I've got a coughing fit coming. Uh, Ian Nolan, 20, was 2.03. Uh, Here's one for you. Patrick Blondo. Patrick Blondo. Oh, my God. Number Special 18. Player. French player of the year. Number 18. Number 16, we've mentioned him. Or the last two we've mentioned, the two that we didn't get. Number 16 was Wim Yonk. Oh, we actually paid money for him? We paid 2.5 mm. uh, for Wim, Wim Yonk. <laughs> From PSV Eindhoven. Wow. And the outlier, 4.5 million, the fourth most expensive player that we've ever signed was Darko Kovacevic. Was he? Yeah. Oh, he right. was four and a half million. Yeah. Four and a half mil. Christ. Was, was Alex Anderson on the, on the list? No. Nope. Wow, that is... That, that was a great game, that, Steve. And oh, I... Uh, I think... Raped. 
I think the stifters on the Italians there. You got your, you got your data where you got it from, but there's no way we didn't pay money for Di Canio. So. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna look. And Carbone. I'm gonna look up Di Canio. Because I thought we paid. I thought we paid about three million get, quid. I tell you I've what. The just, website you've been on. Too. Have you been on it here? Look what we got here. I'm just. Where is it? Transfer market. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a page two. Uh, the line caller. Gotchi said Lossky's number 26, the guy who uh, John Newsom told us he had one leg longer than the other could only run in circles. But anyway, <laughs> let's let's move on to the game this weekend. We've got Cheltenham. John, my apologies. Let's come to you first. How are you feeling about Cheltenham? Let's get some predictions in, kids. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously quite confident about um, bouncing back and being back at home and um, beating Cheltenham. They could be in for the backlash. One, you know, I don't know if we did we hammer them last season, Cheltenham. Uh, I think it was quite convincing, yeah, wasn't it? Four, uh, we beat them four one. Did they score? Was it yeah. Alf, is that Alpi May? That's the one. Yeah, he, we he's missing as well, isn't it? This this weekend, so um, they're they're best players out. So. Away though, so yeah, well, uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm confident of beating them. I think there might be a bit of a backlash. I'm going to go four nil. What Jesus? Four nil from John Simon. 2-0 Wednesday. 2-0 Wednesday from Simon. Stevie. It's going to be horrible. Um, it, it's going to be horrible. Um, it's going to be less than 20,000 there because everybody's got tit on. Um, <laughs> there's going to be people moaning first time Bannon kicks it out of play. Um, <laughs> we're going to be moaning that we're not playing Might and Wilkes, fucking Gregory Smith, uh, Volk. <laughs> Uh, all of them. Iorfa's going to be in the squad. People are going to moan about that. You know. Uh, <laughs> Darren Maud's broke. Darren Maud's in the play. <laughs> people, people are going to be banging on about Reese James only being five foot nine. Uh, ben Hennigan's got 50 pence head. Um, yeah. Now, um, Do you have I a time we'll machine, right. Stevie? Is that- <laughs> we'll be all right. I think uh, comfortable win. We need, we, we need to respond. We've got to respond in all seriousness. We have to have a response because... These are the games now. If if, if the the tide is going to stay with us, having lost the, the last night, um, he's got to go out there and put in a performance, and we we've got to go on a run now because we've got a comfortable sort of on paper a comfortable uh, couple of months coming up. We've got to go out there and put a statement out, and I think we need to start battering teams like this. Three nil, three nil, and uh, Blair. Yeah, I mean, listen, with the highest goal scores at home in twenty twenty two. I'm going on Saturday, so they better fucking score some goals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying three and all Wednesday. Three and all. <laughs> I, I'm going to go for it. I think we'll concede. I'm going to go for another 4-1. I'm feeling bulletproof. Okay. So, listen, Stevie, great game. On the day that I've just realised that uh, we paid more money for Royce Wiggins than we did for Mikhail Antonio. Thanks a lot for joining us on the Wednesday week. I'll see you next time. See you later. The Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.